0: Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to CuffLinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to CuffLinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, CuffLinks.
1: Welcome to Before the Dragon Podcast. We're sitting down and talking about some news that we got back on june 16th of 2022 i'm matt murdick i'm joined by axel foley who's at wx on twitter more importantly he's from bbrpodcast.com we'll introduce him in just a second don't forget at the letter b the number four the dragon pod on twitter matt's audio blog at gmail.com that's m-a-t-t-s audio blog at gmail.com And of course, you can find everything that I do, no matter who it's associated with. I've done lots of stuff for lots of people lately. And so you can find it all at mattsaudioblog.com mattsaudioblog.com. It is my pleasure to talk about some it's not really breaking news anymore, because it's been around for a few days. But it is still new news. And it's uh, something we thought we'd cover for this podcast. I've been joined by Axel Foley. Axel, how you doing, brother?
0: I am doing fantastic, Matt. I am very excited to be here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up on podcast Winterfell too, the uh, the uh, podcast that you are the creator of. And welcome on at any moment, even if we're in the middle of a podcast and you text. <laughs> I want to come on the podcast. We're re-recording. Matt wants to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited to talk about this. I'll let you introduce what we're talking about, but I'm, I'm loving it.
1: All right. Well, this is exciting news for people who uh, were kind of turned off. Some of people were turned off by the news of the fact that HBO had said at one point that there was going to be no more word on any of the characters that survived the series Game of Thrones the way that they had ended it. And uh, just as many people who were upset about the ending itself. Uh, which we won't discuss here too much. But there was a group of people who were actually upset with the fact that there would be no possible chance of spinoffs for anything like that as they were talking uh, in this way, as HBO was talking in this way. And what we found out on June 16th, according to The Hollywood Reporter, is that the network has entered into a early development phase centered on Jon Snow. Who, of course, is a surviving Game of Thrones character. Not only that, but the Hollywood Reporter uh, actually reported also that Kit Harington is reported to be attached to the project. So this would make a total of like seven uh, spinoff things <laughs> that HBO is going off. Like, uh, there's a guy that is <laughs> this he uh, that's going to be in the House of the Dragon, uh, a character Corlys Velaryon yep. or Velaryon. Pardon me. Uh that is going to be uh have his own show, uh, which I think they've renamed now to the sea, sea snake. Um, uh, that's when it's going to be done by somebody who we're very familiar with, Axel, Bruno Heller, who did Rome. Yeah. Um, there's going to be uh another series about Nymeria, who was the princess that basically founded Dorne, not not the dog, Dorne, not the dog. Uh we don't want to get our Nymerias mixed up. Uh, there's going to be a series on one of the existing uh, novella series that george has put out called dunk egg all of these are live action according and then there's going to be like three more uh animated series as well and one is about something that really we just heard about mostly called uh Yeti in uh the world of ice and fire books although i think it might have been mentioned briefly in a song of ice and fire proper also At any rate, a whole slew of stuff has been coming down the pipe for a while, but nothing that had to do with any of the characters from the original series. So, Axel, after I do all of that rambling, I'm going to make you ramble for a little bit. Tell me your reaction. Well, I know part of your reaction because you you were the one who actually alerted it to me by texting me the story on Thursday night. But uh, how did you feel when you found out that we might get a series about Jon Snow?
0: I was elated. I was excited. I'm happy about it. I'm glad that Kit Harrington is attached to it, because I I I hope that that means that he'll be a part of kind of the ideas and creation. And I think whenever an actor can have that kind of stake, maybe he'll be an executive producer and such. You know, I think that that allows for a more creative environment hey we both know there was a lot of people that didn't like the last season and for a lot of people this could be a um, people may see this as hbo kind of you know walking back in order to make up for that or it's a cash grab or to me these things are all separate from the actual product we get right when we sit down and we watch it are we going to like it and I am excited enough about the character of Jon Snow what it could represent after all he's been through and who he is at the end of Game of Thrones to see where it goes and also you know me Matt I love the snow I love the ice I love the crazy creatures I that for me it was never really I always favored the White Walkers over the Dragons I kind of always wanted more White Walker stuff and that's where I had a lot of crazy theories and stuff and there's already a bunch of crazy theories out there about what this what we could possibly see in this but overall I feel like they gave us the largest televised production maybe the largest film production in the history of anything in the history of time it was all over the world so many characters so many people involved and it was a great high class production so i'm i'm willing to give it a shot and i'm excited because
1: i love the story i can't help myself yeah. now as you said there has been some adverse reaction even to oh, this yeah. simply because uh people who didn't like the way that season in 8 ended are now saying, well, if they're going to do something like this, they need to wait until George puts out his next book so that they can revise the (laughs) Jon Snow character. And I think something that that HBO is going to stand firm on personally, and I think they should because it creates franchise continuity throughout all of the things that they're attempting to do, you don't go back and rewrite season eight just so that you can have a Jon Snow series. Instead, you put Jon Snow in that same world that you ended in. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you have to do that. And I think that anybody who thinks otherwise, um, well, they're not going to be happy. You know, that's just the way that it is. And uh, that's fine. It's everybody's. It's our anybody in our listening audience who um, feels that way. I I know, Axel, you and I have made it perfectly clear to both of our audiences that we felt that the series ended just fine. Um, It was better that it ended um then uh something that hasn't had an installment given to us in in over a decade (laughs) and i'm talking about the books so yeah uh, yeah i agree
0: i agree with you matt and i hey we we all if people are listening to this they know the background they know that dan and dave did want to end it we all feel there was a certain rush to it or whatever you're going to say it changed in a certain extent they didn't have the books to rely on they didn't have the master storyteller to tell them where to go and they didn't always make the choices that he would make or that the audience was as excited about being made as they were in previous seasons that's okay with me i just recently did a rewatch, and i loved it i enjoyed it it definitely becomes more epic bigger I think now, returning to something like this, a story about Jon Snow, it speaks to at least starting smaller again and building up to that epicness, because a lot has happened, and I think we don't know how we're going to find the world, but if it's a story about Jon Snow, there's probably going to be a fair amount of him being alone or not wanting to be around people or, you know, introspection. So I, I actually think he's a great character to choose to do this with.
1: Um, and I think uh, so, too. And know. here's why, Axel, let me just say, I think it's a great character to do it with because I think people are getting too focused on where his story ended and they're forgetting that his banishment. Isn't too north of the wall his banishment is merely from westeros he can go anywhere he could go to essos any of the countries in essos that we haven't even seen i think it's a potential of some real good world building that they can use stuff that they got from george in order to create yeah i agree and also i think in there are different
0: opinions In, in the end i'm of the opinion that he uh, he he chose freely and wanted to go beyond the wall right Mm -hmm. and um and explore it and live a life because the other thing we have to remember is when we talk about game of thrones we're not talking about characters we this isn't like the sopranos or something else where the character was in his 40s 50s 60s and oh what could happen I mean John Snow was like 20 something like 22 23 <laughs> you know what I mean is like a young, he's got a lot of life ahead of him
1: he certainly right? does e- he even does.
0: even in those even in that world i'm sure it has a lesser life expectancy but you know he he's at worst low middle aged you know in his mid 20s so i think that it's going to be a fun experience to see which direction they take it in and i think that that introspective part that part that he was the kind of calm in the center of the storm to create around which Mm. the show did a fair amount of um I think it makes it very interesting to see what happens and you know I I've got a lot of theories and you know there's a lot of stuff from the books there's a lot more past that wall
1: right yeah there's there's a whole uh, slew of creatures and and whatever that we never actually saw um whether they were related to the night king or not i don't know and if we do have a truly defeated night King, then we don't have to worry about those kind of creatures but i can think of um just the fact that they're they're you know most of the dire wolves come from north of the wall we were told that in the very first episode um, how many of them will be friendly to the wildlings? How many of them will be friendly to Jon Snow? There's all kinds of possibilities, and I don't really know how to even ponder that. We should say right off the bat, uh, well, or we're 20 minutes into the podcast, depending on how you want to look at right off the bat. But we should say that, you know, as is standard procedure, both HBO and George R. R. Martin have offered no comment. But anytime that you read one of George's not a blogs, uh, anytime he talks about any of, the, especially just a couple of months ago when he was talking about these animated series, he said he wasn't allowed to talk about them. Um, so that's one of those things that you have to keep in mind. Stories like this, to me, Axel, are often leaked somewhat on purpose in order to gauge the buzz for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. You know, so what we have to keep in mind is that. Uh, We need people to be talking about it. And and again, to our listeners, it's your opinion one way or the other, whether you want to be talking positively or negatively about it. Um, But the whole idea is that if we get enough people talking about it, then they might consider going past just an early development stage. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, Axel, because I know that you and Andy recently on a DVR podcast talked about this somewhat. You talked about some changes going on at HBO because yeah, of a, a shift of leadership, leadership. <laughs> and I wonder if that has um kind of influenced the decision to now go back into the Game of Thrones uh structure as well because now we're essentially setting up a, a Disney and a Marvel. I used to make that joke a lot that it was, you know, well, HBO is now becoming a Disney Marvel thing where we're just going to keep expanding and expanding with all these new series. Yes. And uh the one thing that seemed to be untouchable at the time was the ending of game of thrones because they stood very hard on that but now that we have a new change of leadership um is that the very reason that this is even being entertained now uh, at the execs desk
0: i think it's possible and i think within the next week or so perhaps even by the time you know people are listening to this there will be more i mean this was the biggest show in the world ever right right and I think that every reporter as soon as I was like calling everyone they know to try to figure it out there has been a change this guy David Zasloff I think his name is took over and he used to run like discovery networks and the, the way they do things there is really to milk everything right to have yeah. a million different um uh spin-offs and longer episodes and behind the scene all this kind of stuff and people you've been seeing some things that have been happening lately at HBO they decided not to go ahead with this J.J. Abrams pilot that they had invested millions in already um, there's mm. some other decisions that have been made they canceled a show that I think you like too Raised by Wolves which is a very interesting and weird and arty and crazy show. Did you watch raised by wolves? I
1: did watch it, but I did not necessarily like it. Oh, okay. It was just it was too crazy for me. It's, it's I, nuts. Yeah. I, I love listening to you talk about it when you talked with other people about it on your podcast. But I just I would just go, oh, man, that's just that's way too left field for me. I can't I can't do this. It's just too crazy. Um, I, I can't wrap my brain yeah. around it. And that's why I kind of bailed out on it about eh, towards the end of season one the beginning of season two that's when I gave up I don't blame you and it got
0: even crazier in season two and I couldn't even explain to you what the hell happened but it is a unique visual uh pushing the envelope pushing the edge kind of show and when that wasn't renewed it's also Ridley Scott when that wasn't renewed people you know people started talking podcasts writing articles now with this people are saying are they doing this just to go back to the well my bet would be that this has been on the table since before Game of Thrones ended Mm. I think that they most likely approached all of the actors and actresses directors writers to be a part of this universe they they had that plan before the changes happen at HBO That's um true. so I think that it this might just be one of those plans that also works with the new guy's plan which is to do a million spin-offs of everything they as you said all those shows that you listed and plus a couple they are, did the Naomi Watts pilot that didn't go forward the long right. night didn't go forward, and they put money into that because they got people together to talk about it. And, and writers are like lawyers. They're on the clock, you know? Right. So they're right. paying people to talk about it. There's a production budget that's put together, a pre-production budget that's put together. A tax ID is made for it. Um, so I think this most likely, I would guess, and this is purely a guess, that this is not a result of uh some of the things that are happening at hbo maybe they pushed it forward maybe they you know like they they kind of had it and they said hey let's let's do this kid are you interested or you know they kind of pushed that but they are already doing a bunch of
1: spinoffs you know so yeah that's a good point and part of me wonders also if, if that's not the case and i think you made a very good case for why it wouldn't be but I also wonder if if it was something that you know Rose Leslie, Kit's wife, is having a tremendous amount of sec- uh, success. <laughs> sex, having a tremendous <laughs> amount of sex maybe or both. success, maybe both. On the tri- time traveler's wife, uh, I adore that series myself. But I just was wondering if it's kind of like you know Kit really tried to get out there on his own with other films and and what have you and. Uh, maybe it's just that HBO feels a little more like home to him than anywhere else. I don't think he was very well received, uh, in the Eternals when he did the MCU, but I, I don't know. I, it's, I, I just feel like, you know, if Kit said, Hey, yeah, I, I'd do it. Sure. Why not? Then th- th- that's where the, the plan, cause you can't, you, it'd be really hard to do this show unless you get Kit on board. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, Hey Matt, I think it's just like, you know i'm sure there's a lot of gigs that you've taken that maybe paid a little less but you knew the club or you liked the crowd or it was you know what i mean it felt comfortable right. to you he he's an artist and i mean honestly i don't think any of those people ever need to work again right they could just go yeah. to freaking fan shows and make money go once a month and get paid a hundred grand or two hundred grand to show up somewhere and sign autographs for two hours He's fucking Jon Snow, you know what I'm saying? Mm And He'll be Jon Snow. There's people who were like a background character. Uh, My local Rogue Toys over here, there was a guy who played a background character in The Mandalorian that they named, that he like convinced them to name the character so then he could claim that he played the character. (laughs) Now he's like doing tours around the country Wow. signing autographs and he's literally in the background of like two episodes did they and make a toy for him did anybody th- make think a think toy for him I, I i bet you because of the this guy's got marketing savvy they probably will and the la and i was doing some research i was like this guy's smart he got the he got like the tops trading cards to make a card of him he got like fans like you're saying to go on twitter so this They don't need to work i think it's and you know when you work with a team of people and you a a lot of acting is being part of a company and being part of a crew and this is a a hallmark character i i've seen some people say hey this sounds like this could be a cool show but isn't this bad for his career like shouldn't he try to do something else and the the fact might be that he wants to do this
1: that's what I was thinking too you
0: know it's, he loves it's... the character he loves the, the world and he he just wants to keep continuing it or he or they're my what I was intro, what I said in the intro is I my thought is that they're probably giving him some sort of input into it mm-hmm. you know yeah. some sort of creative control or or an executive producer of more than just in name or maybe a, like you say with the relationship that hbo is developed has developed with his wife maybe he said to them hey there's a couple i have a production company i want to start a shingle you know i, I want to i want to start making some stuff and they were like okay come do this show for three seasons or something you know this could also i had another thought i i'm sorry Matt, i'm am sorry Matt i do not keep on blabbing but keep going the the way the article was written this was a huge announcement and the way it was written that it's so quickly then said oh this could mean that other characters return like this person and that person and brianne or blah 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 could come back i kind of feel like this is kind of like a backdoor re kind of not reboot but continuation sequel in the in that maybe the first season will be more about Jon snow then they start bringing in another character they're going on maybe it's going to be similar to some something like what disney did with the uh before mentioned um uh mandalorian where the book of boba fett was literally mando 2.5
1: and i'll add to that Axel. what i see when i saw that was not so much about i mean maybe you could get Macy Williams to come in and do a guest appearance on one of, one of the episodes of Jon Snow. But I think a more attractive pitch, if the artist is, is comfortable with doing so is setting things up the way like this uh, Obi-Wan story that Disney plus has set up,
0: there you go. just a little yep. mini,
1: a one-off mini series.
0: Exactly. Uh, I,
1: I'd be more than I, I would bet that if HBO has an opportunity to do something like that with, Sophie Turner or Maisie Williams or or any of the actors that, quote, survived uh, their characters survived, then I bet they would run with it if they could, as long as they Definitely. feel that they can create a, a good story, because, you know, you got to get people to your streaming service. That's the business of the world these days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And don't forget, Sansa was in
0: the staircase on hbo as well so that's true sure that relate, and hbo has oh for years even when leadership has changed they they have always they have tried to create a stable and you see people come in and out they keep mm-hmm. certain directors that have been through many different series you know what's his name uh, i think tim van patten had directed has directed like 12 different hbo series you know they bring there's a lot of different people um from the from production to in front of the camera that kind of stay in house so i think it's very possible that this provides an opportunity for all of these people to make some more cash come back have fun with this crew maybe maybe there is you know matt there was the end was divisive publicly as well as critically right like there were people who were just casual fans who didn't you know had something bad maybe they want to kind of end off and on a high note again if they can or Mm. like i said it's just you know it's it's a good company that you want to go back and work with
1: yeah i put out a poll in the last 24 hours from the time that we're recording this and i i you know i don't have very many followers on my twitter again that's at the letter b the number four, the dragon pod on twitter but you can uh for the next couple of hours well it'll be over by the time you hear this but uh i put out a poll and i got a fairly small sample size of 28 votes and uh it was nearly two to one against a john snow series uh, which tells me that my tells me that my audience is primarily book readers that were upset with season eight of game of thrones
0: well you know matt i think there is generally um there is i feel like there is a backlash now to the sequel prequel fill in the blank you know i I think Mm. people are getting a little bit tired of it i mean i often even steer my nine-year-old son to original stuff instead of the remake of the remake of the thing I liked when I was a kid. Right. Um, even though, I mean, that's kind of always been American culture. We look at a lot of the movies that we think were original when we were kids were actually remakes of stuff from the forties or the
1: twenties or, you know, one of the things that America is great at is recycling clothes, yes. music, <laughs> and film. That's capitalism, baby. You got to get
0: suck every dollar you can out of everything, man. As soon as the people forget, you sell it back to them, right? That's right. That's you know, right. You oh, make It's back in style.
1: Wait a minute. Exactly. That was in
0: style in the eighties. Yes. Yep. So I think there is that ju- and I'm one of those people. I have to admit, I'm definitely one of those people. Um, but in, but I also do try to take each thing individually. And i also do know that there's times when i've been 100 percent wrong where i've said why are they doing this like stupid hey i can give you an example when they first announced that they were going to do better call saul i think i said to myself what a dumb idea everybody's older <laughs> like they're going to do it they're how what, are they going to de-age it? i just thought it was like and also i was like that character's irredeemable he's an asshole." excuse my french but i but look what happened what i consider to be the best show on tv right now i absolutely love it so each production is its own singular thing um yep. but i don't i don't i'm not surprised by that by that response matt when i got excited when i first like posted even on uh the daily dvr facebook thing, i said hey this a lot of people are like money grab not good or this could be dumb or you know mm to ruin something i loved again or it's going to destroy
1: my childhood <laughs> it's gonna, you know, it's like it's my, it's my favorite it's my favorite irate star wars fan
0: you've ruined my
1: childhood
0: <laughs> my parents worked hard and fed me every day and kept me safe but now it's all ruined because darth vader had a blue lightsaber or something like i don't you know it's like uh, yeah it gets it gets pretty hectic out there man
1: i it gets agree hectic.
0: but um i do want to mention one thing before i forget yeah and i don't want i don't want to throw too many crazy theories at you because you know i love i love kind of being in the writer's room and coming up with crazy stuff but i do want to say that at the end of game of thrones danny's body is just carried away you know and we've seen people come back to life before and we Mm. don't have it we don't have a night king But I was kind of in love and you might hate me for saying it, Matt. I was kind of in love with the idea of Danny becoming like the night queen or something like that. So now I'm not saying it's going to happen, but people do come back to life in this world and when, when that happened, I can even remember saying, or someone saying on the podcast, like they're setting up the sequel. They didn't burn her body you know what i mean like Mm. so i think that they did leave a lot uh they totally left it open-ended at the end of the series in my mind you know Mm. and that might just be so you get the feeling that the world continues but it does you know there's a lot that could happen
1: that's true i i think the thing that Uh, after the way people reacted with ridiculous petitions and all of these other things um, that maybe (laughs) the decision to not show what happened to, to Daenerys is the best thing they ever could have done because I mean they said yes of course she's dead uh but they they can just leave her off the table because i think if they brought if you brought back zombie Daenerys, then you would really have some book readers screaming <laughs> up <and laughs> but down. wouldn't
0: that be fun that would be the oh, best i'd part love of it, it
1: you know? i'd love it
0: you know i don't i mean i know and gosh whoo you know as well as i there's still if you if there's some corners of twitter that if you if you go on there and say you thought that that danny you know was not a good queen they will eviscerate you and get very angry but that's because people love this story so much right like Mm -hmm. i can i i both you and i can make fun but we can make fun too because we're kind of inside of it as well and we do love it and i know that if a person book reader and non-book just a person who's a huge fan of the show they're invested in it, so i think when when you say if hbo hears enough you know people talking about it i think you're right because i don't think it matters if the talk is good or bad because people are going to watch yeah all publicity is
1: good publicity right right? you people are going to watch either either to hate it yep or to to try or to wait and be impressed by it so exactly
0: exactly Yep, i just paid two dollars to watch morbius and uh <laughs> are you insane <laughs> that was such a bad movie but it's kind of funny the first like 45 minutes you can laugh then you're just waiting for it to end but yeah. jared leto man i'll tell you what you send that guy out for like milk and he would practice for a year before he left his apartment (laughs) because he really, (laughs) he takes it very seriously, you know, very seriously.
1: Wow. All right on. Uh, So, because we've decided that you're going to present this on uh, on podcast Winterfell as well. uh, Is there any kind of direction for any of this that you want to ask me? so that you're the host for a second of your own podcast (laughs)
0: um no i mean i think you've expressed yourself i think we're on the same page here matt you know is there okay i'll ask you this question is there any is there a direction say we open in the first five minutes of this show is there a direction that you could think that they go that would make you feel as make you upset or angry or feel like they were really screwing this up royally?
1: Like, what's the worst possible outcome for you? Drogon uh, dropping off Danny and she starts walking around like a zombie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I I don't think that there's anything that would actually uh, upset me. I mean, the thing is, is that if you really are a fan of of all of this stuff i don't think how you you know you can you it's fine for people to criticize it is fine for people to like or not like uh whatever it is that any provider gives you including this podcast and it's fine to yell and scream at it if you wish but you gotta get first five minutes actually you gotta give something a chance (laughs) well i mean mean, you're asking me to come up with an absolute apocalypse scenario or something well maybe you maybe it's because i
0: i kind of thought you were making reference to it a little bit that if they kind of change the ending in some way if they if if they go back in some way um and retcon you know, that, that we find out, you know, that Bran died of uh syphilis two days after being king, or you know what I'm saying, like right. something, you know, uh he went to Littlefingers a little too many times. He got excited. But I'm just saying, you know, that is the kind of thing that that I think for me would be maybe that would be for you too, if they yeah. tried to retcon the ending.
1: I would rather them keep the ending as it is and just build from there. Um, as much as people will probably yell at me for saying that. I mean, it's there, uh, we're not remaking season eight petitioners. We're not doing that. So why not try to, if, if you're that upset with the story, the way it ended, then why not allow creative people a chance to win your trust back by creating a new story out of that ending, but not changing that ending itself.
0: Yeah. And because it's not the end, right. It's just the end of a chapter yeah right like you can see that it goes on and that that was one of the reasons why i also you know i think for me even if i had not enjoyed the ride which i did um i really liked the fact that they kept it so open-ending i i i enjoy when series or films do that because for me it just makes me feel like the world goes on without me It, it it was there it was it existed before i got to it right like right i didn't see, well i guess i did see jon snow's birth but <laughs> eventually took a few seasons <laughs> but uh you know we didn't see everybody's whole existence so that okay. makes it feel more alive to me um and like i said well, I in feel- all
1: of the history that's there Axel. i mean we didn't yeah. see the wall getting built uh, we didn't see yep. the the red keep getting built and and there's some of that stuff is in george's books but you know obviously it was established that this is a continuing world and we're just peeping into a little period of time and i i love that too because now you can even as they're doing with house of the dragon they're pulling back out they're going back into a place 200 years before they'll pull out of there again they can go to a place 200 years after if they want i suppose so
0: yeah just it relies on good story yep you know it, it yeah. just relies on you being along for the ride and uh i just i really do think that john snow is a good way to go i think it provides and also in a sense a uh an open to those past stories like you're saying maybe they can take some of the stuff that they had for that long night series that they original was the original first new series that they talked about um right. that they decided not to go ahead with and they can re-craft that into it you know because the thing about um john is because of his connection to the world through the houses right through being um both a targaryen uh and um whatchamacallit uh a stark a stark is sorry a snow a stark he You can kind of feel the history through him, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a good that that might be another thing that they do, that you know, the six episode Jon Snow series ends up with a couple of episodes that actually take place in the past, and just do a little bit more world building. And I would be cool with it. It's kind of the same way I feel about the Star Wars shows. Are they the best thing that was ever made? no are they fun do they look great do i get to be in a world that i enjoy yes so that's how i take each thing individually you know and judge it for its merits and even though i still don't understand the plot of obi-wan i'm having fun watching it i don't know what the fuck's happening they just keep on going places and like all of a sudden he (laughs) rescues someone or you know i was just like okay cool you know he's running around sand dunes while darth vader chases him but it's just you're kind of like okay this is neat you know it doesn't it doesn't need to change my life when i'm watching star wars you know what i'm saying
1: oh they've ruined my childhood Axel. Oh, it's all ruined yeah. my childhood I'll never get it back i'll never get it back i'm not sure that i could have before but definitely not after oh, obi-wan no. is aired
0: they created time travel just to ruin
1: your childhood, Matt. And they, they did. I did those darn prequels and <laughs> Obi-Wan and Han Solo, all of these things yep, that yep. I, I, you know, before renting theaters uh, was a thing, I would buy. Twenty five, 30 tickets for these movies uh, for my friends, that was my holiday gift to them because they were always coming That's out awesome. in December or, or yeah. whatever. And um, I never had a bad time watching any single one of them. Yeah. I mean, if you want to say that one film was better than another, fine. But, uh, you know, I did, for me. It was about the experience of just experiencing the film with friends. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, my son
0: loves the prequels. Those are his favorite.
1: Right on. Absolutely well, they look better. Them. Yeah,
0: he, he thinks they're exactly because when I try to show him Star Wars and they're also they are of a different time when they they were i don't know how to say blockbusterized in that star wars is told in a very slow the story rolls itself out right you just get little pieces right mm-hmm. um the prequels are more like cartoons and that's what he loves too because he likes to clone wars and right so for a different generation it's a whole different thing just like you know It's like we talk about when after house of the dragon has its run if someone watches that first they're gonna as soon as they start watching game of thrones they're gonna be like yeah i can't wait for the bad guy danny to show up (laughs) you know what i mean like because they'll see how crazy the targaryens are yeah Yeah. you know they'll have a different impression of it so you know it's just all about your own experience
1: as you say right um well actually i don't really have that much more to talk about if you don't have anything else we can wrap this up we will be uh of course be covering house of the dragon this coming fall when it comes out we'll have more news for you regarding that when we get some from comic con ladies and gentlemen at the same time actually you're going to be really busy for the rest of the summer dvr podcast is going crazy with all kinds of things what all are you covering we got uh, we're coming back with Better Call Saul right now. I'm actually doing
0: a Breaking Bad rewatch. I'm going to release a couple more of those. We come back with Better Call Saul. We got Westworld starting June 26th. And then House of the Dragon starts August 21st, doesn't it? So we're literally like two months away. Yeah, it's pretty soon coming up quick. We'll jump right into that. And then who knows what's next, baby yeah. The world. It's-
1: john snow it, it's crazy Podcast.com, ladies and gentlemen be sure to check it out and check out their patreon check out everything else uh as for me matt's audio blog.com m-a-t-t-s and axel i want to thank you so much for joining before the dragon and if you're putting this on podcast winterfell i am very gracious or very happy and and uh gracious that you have allowed me to come back and talk to the people who i used to talk to a lot and it's been a lot of fun at w axel foley on twitter what is the dvr the daily dvr podcast handle at dvr podcast and what is the westworld podcast handle?
0: at westworld dvr
1: right on take care everybody